Welcome to Legit Propaganda, episode 10. It's kind of crazy, we're 10 episodes deep now. Give or take. Um, we're having fun. I'm hope I'm hoping that you guys are having fun too. Um, Sean mentioned our email. Uh, go ahead and start emailing us. I think it's uh, legitpropaganda at proton.com. Uh... I might be wrong, but the, the link will be in the description. Uh, we have a Discord. Uh, you can join our Discord, and uh, you know you might be able to listen in on uh, podcasts that are being recorded in the moment, in the limelight. Uh, you can share a few drinks with us, and we'd love to interact with you guys too. Uh, you know, it don't have to be for a podcast, but we can go into a chat, hang out for a little bit. We'd love to hear from you guys. It's a uh, International. We started this thinking that, uh, you know, we might we might not be big, might be just our friends that listen to it. And uh, Asia, Europe, you showed us, so we definitely appreciate it. We're gonna get into this one. Uh, I think I've gone two episodes uh, without being in it, so it's good to be back with the guys. Uh, Good to be back with you guys as well. And, uh, yeah. You have any questions, let us know. One of those reaching tools. Little push. has a little claw, retractable claw that, you know, so you, so you drop a nut way down in the belly of something and you just professionally reach down in there with your grabber that can articulate. Yeah. Um, but I needed that for a home project, actually. Oh, okay. But I'll see. Um, short a stubby Allen wrench with the ball in. Stubby. So to, oh, okay. So it's an Allen wrench, but they're mm-hmm. stubby. <clears throat> and then they have a, a a ball head or a rounded ball head. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So both metric and standard on that. Uh, I can't think of anything else I recently. Off Matco, I got a fuel pressure, off oh, fuel, yeah, a fuel rail pressure adapter. So that way it has a quick disconnect on one and then a Schrader on the end. So depending on the type of the fuel rail, the type of, uh, uh, to check the fuel pressure. Yeah. Whether it has a Schrader valve or not. This makes it an adapter, so you could just put your pressure gauge on it. It's this weird little brass thing. It looks like I probably could have made one if I knew where to go get that stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, Burnell Hydraulics or something. Probably could have built it. Yeah, but it's a quick disconnect on one, and, and then, like I said, a regular uh, fuel Schrader valve on that. And I was just looking at it. It was just too fitting. I was like, uh, I was like what the fuck? I could have made this. Yeah. Hey. Spent forty seven dollars on that. Such but, bullshit, isn't it? Yeah. Well, not really. Well, because you ever dropped your streamlight before, and you're like, "Oh fuck," you know? Yeah. I just dropped my three hundred dollar flashlight. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess I dropped it one too many times. And it was starting to short out, so I brought that onto the truck. Uh, today. Was it today? Yeah, yeah today. And uh, he pulled a couple parts out of it. And then uh, put it back together, warranted it. 
Oh yeah, they have the rebuild kits. Yep. I'll stress them like having to get another one. I definitely wasn't gonna buy another one off the tool truck. I was just gonna buy find one that was one third of the money on Amazon or something. Yeah. Well Amazon has just the streamlights themselves and what's what's cool if you buy it from Amazon is yeah, like it's a hundred bucks for the streamlight, uh the HL. That's the that's the one that I have. And uh they sent me when they were only supposed to send me the, the flashlight, they sent me a charger and an extra battery inside the flashlight. It wasn't supposed to come with uh, any of that shit. Nice. That hundred bucks. It's always cool when you get a freebie. Yeah. Yeah, especially these days. I don't know. I Streamlight seems like it's a pretty decent brand. It is. I have a, a pocket size one. Um, uh, the one on my hip, and then I even have a, a headlamp. Streamlight. Yeah, they're, it's they're it's used good. by the heroes. Yeah, they oh, went from maglight to uh, streamlight. Yeah, I guess they got tired of using D batteries. Yeah, <laughs> they wanted B batteries this time. Yeah, I have some weird green ones in mine that are expensive. The, the green ones, got the rechargeable ones. Yeah, but they're also the high output, or I don't know, whatever fancy selling point. You know, they tell you these batteries are different because they're green. Oh. <laughs> Trust us. Uh-huh. It's a, a lime green uh, casing on the the battery. Oh, uh, that's the um, the nickel metal hydride. Uh, batteries or no i think those are the nickel lithium i can't remember which one they were yeah my uh old vape was made out of well was how do i how do i explain that it's electronic system was ran off of the lime green batteries two of them yeah it's a whole lot of amperage because you could run the flashlight to run a vape. But does it's your vape true. use a lot of uh, power? I don't know. I've got probably a thousand plus puffs off of one single charge. Hmm. I have a laser pin that has uh, two of the blue ones. And it um, goes through those batteries quicker than shit. I don't know if it's just the laser pin draws a lot of power or they're just shit batteries. But that laser pin will shine all the way to the top of the mountain. So whenever I see somebody on the razor up there with their headlights up there, I dazzle them with the, the laser and they usually turn their <laughs> headlights up. Oh, wow. But they just to know that it can go 10 miles is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. I wonder what that looks like to them. I wondered. Like I said, they, they turn their fucking headlights off real quick every time I do hit them with it. Really? Yeah. yeah, they probably think they're gonna get fucking shot. <laughs> yeah, get scared as shit. Big ass beam. How, how big do you think that beam is at ten miles? I imagine it's got to be pretty wide up there. I'll probably like predator status. You know? Yeah, everything goes red. <laughs> That's scary, dude. Yeah. And yeah. that's uh, uh, what was I was watching something and they said uh, 
who was it? I'm trying to remember. Someone was giving an interview and they said it was um man, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. I'll think about it. It'll come to me here. But somebody modified uh some famous dude modified their uh, laser pen like at home and he says you can fucking start a campfire with that shit now. Because he put some crazy diode in there. Oh yeah. Even on the stream lights, you can you can upgrade. Uh, Amazon has the kits to upgrade the diodes. I think it's called the C4 diode. That shit is crazy. Super bright. It's still just a flashlight. Yeah, yeah. It just replaces your your standard uh, stream light uh, diode. And oh. you, but you eat through the nickel uh, batteries, the green ones like super fast so you they recommend you buying the lithium ion ones the blue ones gotcha yeah i've seen some guy testing the flashlights on amazon and he was uh he was debunking all the these uh really high lumen uh where they're giving the rating i guess it would be yeah and uh, we'll, we'll just say like you know all this uh this little flashlight has uh four million you know uh, lumens and the guy goes it's impossible and he goes uh batteries could only achieve certain brightness with certain batteries and uh, the size of the battery to that so only four, large yeah. uh, battery flashlights could actually hold the, the higher lumens yeah and then after like 15 or 30 seconds all it doesn't matter how powerful your LED light is, they all drop down in power after like 15 seconds because the, the battery can't keep up, the LED can't keep up. Yeah. So the first initial uh, brightness is actually only like maximum of 30 seconds, and then it slowly tapers down. But you just can't yeah. see it because it tapers down so slowly. Yeah. That's true. That is very true. I did notice that with my streamlight as the battery was uh, getting older. That it'd be super awesome for like 10 seconds and then it would just dim. And I, would, I don't know if that was a, like you said, like a property of the battery or it could have been the LED, but I doubt it. And also, what the fuck is wrong with LEDs? So I am so tired of having LEDs in my home that I really want to retrofit every single bulb with like an incandescent bulb because LEDs are always marketed as being like, Oh, it's going to last, you know, 30,000 hours, 10,000 hours. None of them last that fucking long, dude. They all start flickering or burning out. I want to say you pay for what you get Uh with with any product, but I, I have noticed that the LED bulbs that I spent, because sometimes some of those bulbs are like 15, 20 bucks. And I'm like, fuck you guys. I ain't buying one bowl. I'll, I'll buy a, a three pack for 15 maybe. Yeah. But um, that did cut down on my electric bill. I, I switched all to LED. There's only two light bulbs in my house that aren't uh, LED. And it's because they're high up in the ceiling and they're just little weenie bulbs. Yeah. And I'm like, I ain't changing those. I'm not spending twenty dollars for two little ass light bulbs. Really? So it it did make a make a legit difference in your cost here and at um the the girlfriend's house. Her dad switched to LED and it was made a big difference in the electric bill. Big difference. Mm. 
but I do like the feeling of a regular bulb. It's a different type of light. Yep. It's like a regular light to healthy light versus uh, the poison, poisonous blue light of an LED. <laughs> Supposedly, if you're on the autistic spectrum in one direction or another, you can perceive the flicker rate of LEDs. And guess what? I can perceive the flicker rate of LEDs to where it like it really bugs my eyes. And it might just be me in my mind, but I could I could see that shit like it it weirds me out, you know. It's another reason I don't like them. That is weird, but you know what? Uh, you know what captures that that little flicker is my iPad. Will we'll catch the light wave flicker on uh, the display on any of our machines. Like you yeah. know, you got to get a picture of the hour meter. Yeah, and. Uh, I, sometimes I have to angle the my camera on my iPad to uh, not grab that flicker rate. Mm-hmm. And not like the old school, like where uh, CVT is trying to record a TV monitor. You know, you get the lines. Yeah. This one, you could actually see it. Now, uh, I'll be looking at it with my eyes, and I'm looking at the like I said, the display, you know, right there in front of me and I don't see it. But when I look through the, when I'm taking a picture and of course you're looking at the monitor of the, or the screen of the tablet, right? And then you can see the weird, that weird flicker and that wavelength. Yeah. Yeah. It it is perceptible and not, not all the time. Like the street lights must have an extremely high flicker rate because I, I don't notice those, but some of the automotive ones, like on, I replaced some of the bulbs on my car with LED and uh, I can't have them inside. I just think that they're overall like maybe a little cheaper made or who knows what, but I could totally tell on those. And it's what's weird about it is I can only perceive it in my peripheral vision. So I can't looking directly at it. Not so bad or not bad at all, I should say. But when I look off to the side, I can I get that feeling that I'm perceiving some kind of really really rapid uh, flickering. Hmm, that's interesting. I don't like those LED headlights. Those things suck. Yeah, those fucking suck. Especially up there where you guys are, because it's like so dark, and then here's this like one million lumen Honda Civic rolling. The other- <laughs> I fucking direction. hate those bastards, dude. <laughs> I'm on the road a lot, and. A lot, a lot of the Civics around here don't have LEDs, but they drive with their brights on. And, I mean, you can tell your brights are on, because if the very outside of your headlight is on, uh-huh. your low beams are on. If the very inside is on, that means that your, your brights are on. And these assholes, all of them, every single motherfucking one of them, drive with their brights on. Yeah. It's like a thing to do. It's a contest. Yeah. Honda Civic drivers drive with their lights on. Tesla drivers always have to be first. And the Jeep people and the Dodge Ram owners all have to be on your ass to push you out of the way. Yeah. The Jeep hey, guys have all their yeah. lights on, too. Yeah, the, all their modified lights. I, I got a question on, on, on the Tesla guys. We'll see what you guys think about it. So, um, if you 
you would think that if you're a, a Tesla owner, I don't even want to say driver, that you're a Tesla owner, that you're supposed to be all pro green and saving stuff like energy, right? I don't know if you would agree to that. Well, you're really just a piece of shit, but yeah, go ahead. Um, so the way these uh, Tesla drivers drive, they're, they're no different than the way these V8 drivers drive with their Hellcats, their Camaros. Yeah, you're just basically whether it's a, a tank of electricity or a tank of gasoline, you're still flooring it and driving like a fucking uh, a Ricky racer. So, how is being a driving a Tesla saving anything if you're depleting the energy that that car uses just as fast as any other uh, vehicle? You're driving it, you're hot rodding it. That's basically what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's just going to wear out brakes faster, tires faster. You're, you're using that much energy faster. And I'm sure people listening, my Tesla's brakes don't even use their brakes. It's all regenerative brake. Well, it's still, it's still a friction material that's wearing yeah. on something. Yep. And then, on top of that, they still have tires. And I read somewhere that the particulate matter that is worn off by using rubber tires on roadways is way more polluting than the uh the airborne stuff like there's many 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 times more orders of magnitude parts per million of rubber particles as a result of cars driving on roads than there are emissions you know so yeah the next time you drive down the freeway and down the center line especially at night you see all the sparkle uh-huh that's on the side of the roads yeah that's all um glass plastic reflective material all from all the different car accidents bumpers plastic all you should see how much uh, debris is littered every square inch of the freeway like in the center oh yeah and it's uh-huh. okay now, mind you, they might pick up big pieces, but you, you should see all the microplastics and glass that's right there in the in the center from all the cars that are grinded up and smashed every day. Yeah. Just on the freeway. Yep. I always thought that was weird on how much... Um, well, man, what would you call that? I mean, the pollutant. Uh, cars wear. Parts fall off of cars. I don't know. Is is there a classification for that kind of pollution from the automotive industry from shit flying off? <laughs> I have no idea. There should be. Car guts. Car guts, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure, man. Oh, uh, mushrooms mushrooms kinda kicking in already. Wow. Really? Are you seeing numbers on the on the wall? No, not at all. Any, I'm I'm, I'm just algebra? noticing <laughs> no. I'm just noticing uh the mood is the mood is lifting by itself. It could be just because I'm yeah. talking with the boys. But it also uh, could it, be the mushroom. It, it, it is a full moon. It is? Again? Uh well it was pretty full the other night. Well, that sucks. No, I didn't suck. I ordered a pizza. It just got here. Mm. You ordered a pizza too? 
Yes, but not from Domino's. Oh. You know what all they right, say, Sean. Tim? What comes around is all around. All right, what's the stupid question about a pizza? Why is a pizza round and come in a square box? Why? I don't know. And they cut it in triangles. Just doesn't make sense. It was crazy. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, what if I made a square pizza? Like, what put if... it in a round box? <laughs> like, one of these days, customer's going to order. It's like, random person, random pizza. I'm going to stretch the dough into a square. And then cut it in just like squares or rectangles or something. Mm. And then send it to them. And then see if they call back and just like, uh... A pizza square? <laughs> <laughs> How do I eat this? <laughs> I don't know, man. You might confuse somebody. Like, really bad. No, what's bad My is room. when they call back and order that that square pizza again. It tastes <laughs> better. Yeah, they're going to be like, someone made me a square pizza one time. Yeah. It was My awesome. Boss. My boss is going to find out and be like, who the fuck's making square pizzas? <laughs> You're fired. Oh, man. There's plenty of square pizzas out there. I remember, did you guys ever get those, like, gigantic fucking pizzas from, uh, you know, they're, like, for parties. They cut those in squares. Oh, yeah, like the 40-inch yeah. pizzas or some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. So what yeah, kind of pizza? There's one right there in, uh, I think it's Colton, where they used to... Yeah. I think you could do it if you guys could, if you eat it all, it's free. It's horrible. I, I was watching Man vs. Food, and there's a new guy now. I'm not sure if the other guy fucking died, uh, or how, how often they go through guys for that show. But this dude was just eating the worst shit. He, he was, his challenge was called the, the kitchen sink, and I forget what state or what restaurant was called or whatever but essentially they fill up a literal kitchen sink full of ice cream and gummy bears and all crazy shit and they're like oh you got to eat it or else you owe me 80 dollars <laughs> you know it's horrible man why would you do that to yourself who is the one that does the show it's the who what would be a nice way to describe her maybe tim you'll know but it's a couple and they eat food and um <laughs> Tim knows already. Um but this woman I don't even know if you would describe the size of her first stomach, her second uh, stomach, the first or second fupa. Mm -hmm. But this woman is so fucking huge. But they eat stupid shit like, you know, fifteen pounds of marshmallow or and they Man, eat it, and they, and they get all excited about eating it like they're doing something, like they're, like, achieving something. Yeah. But, I mean, if you, uh, we'll just say if uh, just your belly button area equal to Backstreet Boy, you know, <laughs> who, who couldn't eat seven loaves of bread, you know? Very true. Is it? I, I wish we had like a medical doctor to call because I've always wondered like it does your 
stomach lining become distended too? Like to be able to to eat that capacity of shit? Would have to. But I'll tell you one thing. I always wondered. You know, when you have a small little Chihuahua, you know, it has has little little turds. Versus if you have a Rottweiler, you know, you know, you got Rottweiler sized turds. I always wondered, does a big person like that like shit like a whole loaf side of bread like a turd? Does it like does it one turd from a fat person like that? Do you think of the the toilet gags and just says, whoa, whoa, I need a breather. Uh. Like a <laughs> tenant shit or some, like a oh like a God. triple flusher. I mean, it's got to be like a whole corn on the cob coming out, and that's probably just a nugget to them. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I mean, I imagine they would just have to like constantly flush. You know, have one of those toilets with no no reservoir tank, just has constant water pressure. Um. <laughs> I might have an answer actually. Okay. Used to work for AutoZone distribution center in uh, uh, Arizona, and I used okay. to work with this guy. His name was Dominic, and uh, you know he wasn't like super huge, but he was probably probably tree fifty. You know, what I mean, like he was huge. He he was he was big, but he was also very active. Um, uh-huh. But this guy loved to eat. Like, when there was a chance to stop and eat and he had food, he would eat. Um, and from what I understand, it didn't come out whole. It was it was bad. Like, liquid all the time. Oh. Gross. And, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing from the intake of grease, it acted as like a, like a lube. Just kind of helped it out. <laughs> what was the theme last time, Timmy? Was it oil in, grease out? Yeah. Yes, sir. Oil in, grease out. Man, that's horrible. So, like, you have to, you have to think, like, uh, is that also causing like malnutrition? Even though he has all that, you know, flood of stuff. Where your body is just like, oh my god, you know, I can't process this in time. Whole pepperonis. Yeah. Yep. Bell peppers. Just it's just whole. Never, never, not even processed. The body says no. I don't know if he's no fucking, no evidence of chewing at all. The whole burrito comes <laughs> out. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I don't know, man. I don't know about that life. So, fucking, my guess is, you know, shot in the dark. I have no idea. <laughs> hey, so since we're we're talking about um, Bigums, uh, I was watching the one of those shows, and uh, this uh, we'll just be nice and call him what it is. This fat bastard wakes up <laughs> out of bed, and uh, I guess he breaks up with his rent boy or something. And uh, so his roommate's talking to him, and he's making breakfast, right? So he gets like this bowl, and it's like I would equate the bowl to a a chip bowl, like if you're at the Super Bowl party, you know, and you have like a whole th- like a big bowl of tortilla chips mm-hmm. for everybody. Okay, well he uses this as his cereal bowl, right? 
and he dumps an entire box of like Captain Crunch or Fruit Loops into this in this thing. Wow. And what's what's funny is he's so used to it, he uh, has milk and it's in a quart uh, uh, bottle. Yeah. And he opens that and it's fresh and he pours the whole. He already had it like it perfectly balanced out, so it's like for a whole box of cereal, you need about a one quart of milk in your bowl to make yeah. it, you know. And then he just like proceeds to just like eat to eat a whole fucking box of cereal in one sitting. Not just like one day, like, oh, I'm going to have several bowls of cereal. This motherfucker made one one cereal box size bowl of cereal. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I'm tripping out. My girlfriend's like, what are you watching? I'm like, I want to watch this motherfucker eat. It actually (laughs) kind of made me want it. Like if instead of going to a fight club, almost want to go to a fucking a fat guy club and watch this motherfucker just eat like a whole pig. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just start from yeah. the snout and just eat his face all the way to his asshole. I just, I just yeah. want to see. If he can do, it. do you think you would have to throw a dollar bills at him like a stripper when, why he fucking killed himself trying to eat a whole pig? Probably encourage him. You know, <laughs> you would throw him Snickers instead of dollar bills. Interesting. The little fun size one. You yeah. just snort one. You'd be like, ooh, there piece was... of candy. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> For his whole life. Ew, piece of candy. That that reminds me, I just looked it up right now. There was a recent article that I read. Oh, this is actually pretty old. So I guess I read recycled news. But it came up again. And it was talking about breakfast cereals. I'll just read you some of it. Uh, dozens of common breakfast cereals and snack bars have trace amounts of controversial her- herbicide, according to a report released today by an environmental advocacy group. So right away, the advocacy group is probably in question, you know. But uh, I know for a fact that the science behind it was a little curious because it had this compound called um, glyphosate, I think it was. And they used that. It's a component in in weed killer spray, and they found a lot of it in uh, most of the popular cereals. You know, Honey Nut Cheerios, um, Quaker Oats, shit like that. And that chemical is uh, carcinogenic. And I don't know. You know, they it it just reminded me of the usual story of like, hey, you know, feed this to your kids every morning. Why don't you? And I don't doubt that it's true because you just just look at like coffee, dude. Like people drink coffee from whatever Denny's you can find coffee at, you know. The thing about that coffee is it's usually grown in countries with no real oversight. Unless they're like a really closely managed organic farm, which sometimes even that is kind of out the window because of shipping and aggregation and shit like that at the uh, at the distribution sites. Um, but those things are loaded like coffee beans are loaded in, in herbicides like you wouldn't believe to keep the profits high. I don't doubt that this shit. Yeah. You're messing me up with it. 
I know, it fucked me up too, but that's why I only drink coffee from uh um Hawaii. I'll have to get you the brand later. Uh it's just the farm I support in in Hawaii and they make pretty good coffee. And they're organic. There was a place that You know, I know I don't want to take away from your 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 coffee, but you know um I used to shop at the 99 cent store. Mhm. But now I, I I stopped a long time ago. Almost everything, like I'd be looking at like a can of peaches, and it would say product of China. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thing of corn, a coffee. It didn't matter what it was. Uh, there's a brand where it's primarily how, how you say it's made in these other off the wall countries, and that's probably why it's so cheap. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like uh, I don't know for some reason, like in my mind, like I can't. I can't buy it or eat it if I see that it's made in China. You have a right to be weary, man. There's no there's no accountability over there, dude. Capitalism without laws over there. What about the fake food? Which which kind? Oh, any kind and every kind. You name it. Like Timmy would be like eating that pizza right there and like you'll be like uh where you see the like the ice cream. And they put a, a, a blowtorch to the ice cream and the ice cream don't even know. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, yeah, so there's all these fake food uh, things, right? And uh, like, it could be like a, a thing of like a piece of fried chicken. And it's like, you'll bite into it. And yeah, you could chew it. You could eat it, but it'd be made out of like, I don't know how to describe like what, what Cheese from the 99 cent store. You can microwave it for 15 minutes and it still doesn't melt. Exactly. But they were doing what? that with some ice cream, thing, with, but with a blowtorch. And uh, you can't freeze it. You can't burn it. it. <laughs> what is it? Crazy. But it does maintain its shape. I'll give it that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's wild. That's like uh, one time uh, when I was living with my my buddy Chad. Um, they threw. Uh, party for these young folk uh, a graduation party I think it was and they were throwing like these blue Stater Brothers cupcakes at each other and so there was frosting all over the driveway and shit you know and where we used to live there was red ants black ants those little tiny fucking speck ants all manner of ants all the time all year round and the ants did not, not one species touched that blue shit. Whatever that blue shit that was coating the uh, cupcakes, it was not food for the ants. They just left that shit there. No animals did. Birds, nothing. Plastic sizer. Yeah, it's like that's right. That's why they say like if you're if you happen to have Cheetos, it's good to make a breadcrumb trail of Cheetos in the woods sometimes because animals won't eat it. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm gonna put some Cheetos in my backpack if we ever get. Uh, we're gonna go camping. Probably. Yeah, Cheetos I think are just styrofoam. <laughs> that's what they taste like to me. Fuck. Hot Cheetos. I don't like the flaming hot Cheetos. Um, actually, you can light them on fire and they'll burn for a few minutes. What are Cheetos no, made of? Let me look it up. Corn, yeah, but corn corn can be fucking spun into all kinds of different materials. Let's see. 
Corn mule. Corn muffins. Cornesium. Cornesium. Yeah. <laughs> you see Cheetos. They're probably making Cheetos out of the cob of the corn and not the actual corn. <laughs> out of the fibrous fucking. <laughs> <laughs> the fiber strands. What if, what if Cheetos are uh, dehydrated used tampons? Ooh. Well, if that's the case, then it rewards the brain with instant feelings of pleasure. Very possible. Yeah. Hey, no, so just... uh, I have a topic like you guys are looking up the Cheeto thing. So I saw a sign here uh, yesterday morning. And it made me think. Um, now, I've seen this sign a hundred million times before. Uh-huh. But it read, no shoes, no shirt, no service. Mm-hmm. Um, it just uh, kind of made me think of like uh, a society, and I, I get why they put that on there. You just don't want a fucking bum, you know, coming in, and who wants to look at somebody standing in line with no no shoes, you know? But it just made me think that, like, as a society, uh, on how prudent we are, where you can't just simply provide service or food to somebody simply because they can't afford a pair of shoes. Yeah, it's it's almost like the social credit system right there. Like, you have fallen too far. You are now unworthy, you know, of receiving any graces. Yeah, that's a, that's a fucked up thing. But like you said, I, I understand the, I guess you'd call it, you'd just call it a concern of a business owner. You know, somebody that, is unsanitary i guess you might you might call them yeah but then you got the retards that are in there coughing and sneezing on every fucking thing you allow those guys in so what's the difference there all right well since we're talking about uh the service industry what about when the employees wear gloves now they're not washing their hands with their gloves Uh right but they touch everything with those same gloves, and they go from the cash register to the make one to yeah. Now I understand your hands. It, okay, the only thing that you're protecting is yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not hygienically doing anything for me wearing those gloves. Yeah. So so what's who's actually dirtier? The employee not washing their gloves, not even not washing their hands. Not washing their gloves, cross-contaminating, or just the dirty bastard coming in with no shirt and no shoes. Yeah, it's the perfect storm. I don't know. That, that is nasty, though. I, I noticed that I, I've seen that the most at uh, Subway. Definitely. And they're cross-contaminating all kinds of bullshit, dude. They're, they're grabbing all that meat, you know? If, you, if, if it is meat, I'm not sure probably is and then they go and they touch all the cooking equipment if you like your shit toasted and they touch all the sides and they touch everything and i've seen them take off their gloves at the cash register but sometimes they haven't i've seen that too yeah true that well my daughter had a question kind of on the subject 
she wanted uh, to bring it up okay so uh we, we all familiar with the hairnet right the hairnet yeah yeah and then uh if you're a, a guy or a, a dyke and you have a beard you have to have a, a beard net you know if yeah. you're making food right so now what about all these uh hoes and bros who uh, do their uh, eyelashes the big old comic-con style uh eyelashes <laughs> these girls you know what i'm talking about yeah my daughter says if a guy has to wear a beard net should a chick have to wear an eyelash net if she has these ridiculous long eyelashes mm. i wouldn't think so because those things aren't they like adhered to your skin they can still fall like out if it, if it, it falls it's, off it's, it's, it's all at once Ooh man, imagine that biting into that your taco. Oh <laughs> I don't know. The way I Eagle. see it is you're at work. Oh. You're not there to prove your beauty to anybody. You are there to make the burger or the burrito or the salad. Your eyelashes shouldn't extend past a certain amount. Your beard probably should. In the food service, your beard shouldn't, you know, extend past a certain amount. Yeah. Your hair should be, you know, you know, at least a ponytail. Like, there's been plenty of times that I have found hair or objects in my food, and I paid for the food, not the hair. Yeah. one of those things you can't help yeah i guess so like uh there there was there was only one time when i decided to be a karen and i was like hey there's like a really really nasty little hair in here can i get a different burger most of the time i'm just like oh it's a hair whatever you know pull it out continue eating and maybe i'm disgusting but yeah, there's only been one time when I was like, okay, this is this hair is a little too gnarly. Yeah, when you pull it out and three seconds later you're still pulling it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, huh, this one looks a little red. Yeah. Only one red head behind the counter. It's not my hair. Are you sure about that? Uh, hey, hey, depending on how good looking she is, I'd probably eat it. I'd ask for some more. Oh man, but if you eat it, dude. So a friend of a friend told me this story. He said that one time his wife had really long hair, like down to her like knees. And uh, so he's, he just, one day his ass just started itching, you know, his butt was just itching. He was like, God damn, what the fuck? And uh, he went on like that for like a day. And then the next day was still at it. And he was like, what the fuck? And he decided to be brave and he reached back there. And he pulled, he pulled out his wife's hair. He was like, it was like fucking five feet long that he pulled out of his ass. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, he was like, oh my God. <laughs> that explains it. Interesting. That's a hairy yep. ass. Yep, it was. All right, and Sam, what are Cheetos made out of? Styrofoam. Oh, I thought you were looking up. Oh, I have it right here. Oh, yeah, oh, you were looking up, oh, sir. Yeah, it was, uh, 
It's enriched cornmeal, which is cornmeal with ferrous sulfate, niacin, thiamine, mononitrate, riboflavin, and folic acid. And that's just the enriched cornmeal. Vegetable oil, which vegetable oil, you should you should always steer away from vegetable oil, honestly, because most of the time it's like uh, rotten soy. And uh, yeah, because vegetable oil is the cheapest of the cheap, right? So you can imagine what the cheapest of the cheap oil is and where that stuff comes from, especially if it's not organic. Um, so much can go wrong, especially with like seed oils. They just go rancid. I think I saw uh, something and I just recently had an experience with rancid, uh, rancid grapeseed oil. Um, I picked it up in the, uh, in the Arabic market, as a matter of fact. So maybe this is my mistake, but anyway, seed oils are very easy to spoil. Um, by virtue of no care placed into temperature regulation during transport, which if shit's being flown over from Colombia or uh, trucked over from Mexico, going through the desert, you know, I, I highly doubt most of that shit is really taken care of. Um, there's just a lot of opportunities for it to spoil, and it's something like 70% of the oils that you see in the supermarket are rancid and there's a you can you can go online and look up the ones that are not rancid and the thing about that is that if you eat those which our bodies were you're not supposed to metabolize oil you can't metabolize oil um especially if it's rancid is that's like just straight cancer fuel you know it's straight disease fuel so yeah you should be careful with that shit and then what's the next ingredient? Uh, cheese seasoning, which is whey and cheddar cheese, canola oil, another cheap, cheapest of the cheap thing. And then maltodextrin, made from corn, natural and artificial flavors, and salt. Isn't the real flavin, uh, that's a carcinogen too, isn't it? Yeah, it's like one of the suspected ones. I don't, I'm not sure if it's been agreed upon. Now, uh, Roflavid, uh, one of you guys could look up real quick. That's uh, a byproduct from uh, beef, right? Hmm. I don't know wh which one it is, but uh, like they add Roflavid to uh, – Stuff like cup of soup, anything with like a meat or beefy broth flavor, French fries. I think McDonald's got sued for having riboflavin in the... Riboflavin, uh, also known as vitamin B2, uh, is a vitamin found in food and sold as a dietary supplement. It is essential yes. to the formation of two major uh, cozymes, no, coenzymes, flavin manu nucleotide and flavin adenine denucleotide wow tongue twister oh yeah i thought that was made from like uh bone marrow or some shit like that yeah i think it's definitely uh, uh meat meat derived uh vitamin there 
because uh, I know there's a uh, well, like Cheetos. You would think that if you're uh, a vegetarian or a vegan, uh, you could eat certain things like certain chips. But uh, I know there's a uh, yeah. Forgot where I heard it, but they said like uh, you could be eating almost anything. And it'll still have beef or pork in it by just being a natural flavoring, natural seasoning, real flavin. And it's yeah. just a, it's a flavoring like a MSG. It's just so common in all these foods where you could, even if you're uh, morally consciously trying not to, you know, eat animal or animal byproduct, and you still get caught up in that. You get duped by just fucking having. The, I wouldn't. Be, I wouldn't be surprised if there's real flavoring in uh, Starbucks drinks as a flavoring or uh, binder or something. You know? uh, actually, there is because I'm looking at uh, where riboflavin come from, and uh, it's in eggs, organ meats like kidneys and liver, lean meats, and milk. And half of Starbucks drinks come from milk or milk-based products. Yeah. You can get riboflavin from nuts and green vegetables as well. You know what's weird is uh, another uh, ingredient that they put in uh, cosmetic. And I'm not going to say food product, but uh, placenta. You know, or the afterbirth. Uh-huh. The, your local hospital will uh, sell it to uh, for medical testing, research, and or uh, these other companies who need it for shampoo and stuff. So think of how many shampoo products uh, contained a uh, human placenta. Yeah, I mean, it's delicious, supposedly. I don't know. I, I guess if they turned it into like a sprinkle for my donut or my Starbucks drink. I don't know, dude. It's it's weird because that brings the whole conversation into what is our daily used products made out of? Like entirely from the first dose to the last dosed ingredient. And where does those ingredients come from? And I think that probably turn a lot of people off from using their Starbucks card to get their daily allotted amount of stars. Yeah. Or uh, their two-for-five deal on their shampoo. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You guys ever, uh, as I said, do you guys ever read the, the back of your product of where the country of origin comes from? Like I was uh, shaving the other day, and uh, the shaving cream I was uh, using it comes from about uh, Turkey. What? Or somewhere like. That. Yeah, it's. Uh... So we were talking about like everything in the ninety nine cents store comes from China, right? Yeah. Well, uh, I imagine you could probably think of two or three big name uh, companies like Gillette. Um, what's another one like that? You guys, help me out here. A sh schlick schick, yeah. There's another one, yeah. Okay. Uh, Old Spice. 
So there's uh -huh. there's three of them. So three well named big companies like Procter and Gamble, Johnson and Johnson, who make they probably make a, a fifty cent can of shaving cream, right? Yeah. And that's right here in the states. So you're telling me they they're with not within a couple states here that I can't just get a decent can of shaving cream. But uh -huh. according to some of these uh, businesses, it's more cost effective to import a can of shaving cream all the way from fucking Istanbul. I'll have to take a picture of the can to show yeah, you guys. Kind of mysterious. I always wonder about that shit, man. You got to think like, about it. Like, it's going to travel internationally on a boat, then a truck, and all kinds of shit through a warehouse. When you can just make it in a warehouse in the United States and have it travel by truck. And you're telling me that the international way is cheaper? If you're shipping 10 million cans of shaving cream in, on one boat, I guess it is. Yeah, like the boat was already coming over here with cocaine anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> you know, Man, I seen the thing. Go ahead, guys. No, you go ahead, Matt. Oh, I was going to say, so uh, China was buying uh, used glass bottles, wine bottles from uh, Russia. Uh -huh. And uh, so finally, uh, one business guy, uh, I think he saw them like just throwing all the glass bottles like overboard after like they were, they got the delivery. Yeah. So someone asked the Japanese, they're like, hey, why are you, uh, why do you buy this glass just to throw it into the bay? He goes, oh, well, we're not buying the, the bottles. And they're like, well, then what? And he goes, you see these fine wooden crates that they ship these bo bottles, empty bottles in to us with? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> no he way. Goes, he goes, we can't get this type of cedar. He goes, but the box comes free with the useless wine bottle. Wow. And that's what they wanted. And that's the way they were getting around a tariffed uh having the wood i don't want to say logging uh, uh rules or regulation but the way they needed that wood imported they just told the other manufacturer from the other country saying hey can do you mind packaging you know these nice wine bottles in you know this quality wood and they're like yeah, yeah. sure this type of wood grows fucking everywhere here in our country this, yeah. this wood here is worthless not to those other people who were using it and they would just uh take the the wood crates and they would uh gently dismantle them and they were importing all that uh it's like a type of white pine of some sort that they yeah. needed but they couldn't get but they bought rough pretty much garbage had the garbage shipped in a nice box threw away the garbage kept the box oh I believe it. And then the fact that I believe it a lot because the fact that they were throwing it into the ocean makes it like super like, oh yeah, that's the Chinese right there. Uh, <laughs> yep. Sparkly beaches. Yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful bays. Just don't don't let any near your ears or any of your orifices or anywhere near you, as a matter of fact. Don't go, don't go near the beach. <laughs> That's fucking insane. That's like that, that, uh, I, I, I do wonder about that area too. Um, it's near Fort Bragg in California where it's called the glass beach. And 
people go there to collect they call it sea glass but it's just like tumbled glass from the ocean that washes up on the shore i'm not sure why so much washes up over there in particular there has to be some history behind that but you could find sea glass uh all over newport and crystal cove and shit it's really really nice looking but i can't help but think like man all those damn glass shards out there you know all over the place in the, mm, the ocean. People piss in the beach so much anyway. I don't know if I'd want to get in that water. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I understand that sentiment now. You know, bef- not even like last year was I like, yeah, fuck that. I'm going to go swimming in the ocean if I want to. You know, not going to be scared of contaminants. But the more you think about it and the more you learn, you're just like, oh, damn. It's probably not a good idea. <laughs> not not on California coasts, anyways. No. Have you ever thrown a mask on the while you're in the ocean in a California beach? The little like snorkel a scuba, mask. Scuba mask. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. The after you know, if you could swim out like you know, fifty feet, instead of just being in the wave and all the the you know turbulent you know muck. The the water is actually pretty. I don't want to call it clean or clear, but it always tripped me out, like being in the ocean, because you you know your first perspective is you know you're looking at all the sand and all that wow, whatever that white foamy shit is, you know, in the water. But yeah. uh, there's been times where I I swam out a little bit and then I dunked my head in there and I could see you could see all the little all the little tiny fish, you know, doing fishy stuff and uh, it tripped yeah. me out. Like on actually, how much is going on? Even though that's probably only one percent of the the life that they used to be there, you know, before we contaminate and over harvest. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's always cool yeah, to people, look in the look in the water. People get mad at the at the Japanese and Vietnamese for all their fishing stuff too. But I don't know. You can't blame those guys, man. Like. They just don't have that much landmass to produce the protein that the society needs at that concentration. You know, it's kind of a tangent, but yeah, people got pissed at, at them. And then there there was that Scandinavian country. I don't know if you guys remember where the world all, this, all, all of a sudden became upset because they have this like yearly whale hunt. And, like, they use the whales, they go and they eat them, but the world was like, oh, no, like, you shouldn't be, shouldn't be killing the whales. But that was their way of life for who knows how many hundreds of years. And they still preserve the tradition and they actually have a culture intact. Well, go one country over and they eat a different taboo animal and everyone else gets offended. Yeah. It's just that whole woke moment, movement. Yeah. Somebody had Yoshinoya today uh, in the parts room at work. And when uh, my buddy saw it, he's like, oh, man, horse meat, everybody horse meat. (laughs) You you guys remember that when Yoshinoya had that that whole snafu about horse meat? Let me look it up. (laughs) This shit was stupid. But my friend was like, no, I would never eat a horse. I would never eat a horse. I like horses. I was like, I don't know. I would eat a horse. Fuck them. You know? Let me see, Yoshinoya. How do you think um, 
why do you think dog is so controversial? What oh, do you think would, 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 I was going to say, what would make America, what would you have to post on Facebook tonight so that tomorrow that you can go to Popeye's and get a dog sandwich with a pickle, you know, with a pickle, <laughs> with a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> and have it just like, okay. I mean, what, what kind of sauce would you have to put on there to make, you know, free uh, dog sandwiches on the Ellen show tomorrow? Oh man. I don't know. I don't what, know. What, I... what would you Timmy? What, what, what would you have to, a peanut butter I mean, sauce? Ooh, he's a gourmet over here. I'm gonna go simple. I'm just gonna go with uh, dog nuggets at that in my happy meal. <laughs> dog nuggets. <laughs> oh man, fucking eat it with ranch and barbecue. Yeah, <laughs> honey mustard. Yep. It's not even the. It's not even from the muscles. It's all the dog brain. Dark meat. Yeah, dark meat. All right, so right. would you eat this, a black this... dog? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a black dog. <laughs> I'm gonna go fancy. I don't want to eat golden retriever. Yellow lab. Yeah, that's funny. What? What kind of what kind of attributes would you would you gain from eating like a, a Labrador versus a Rottweiler versus a pit bulls uh, would have all the protein in them? Yeah, they'd make you fucking yoked. And then if you eat Pomeranians in excess, you get like fucking no control of your emotions. <laughs> you're just you're just a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> So I pulled up this list. It said uh, it's uh, 12 famous companies caught selling horse meat. Number one on the list, Taco Bell. What? That, uh, yeah, in the UK, where they only have three establishments to maintain, there have been traces of horse meat found in Taco Bell's ground beef, which is used for a substantial portion of the fast food chain's menu. Uh, the horse DNA found in Taco Bell's beef was significant enough that all the beef products were pulled and the european supplier was cut wow. so whatever you do don't order the new zenyatta supreme while vacationing in britain <laughs> that's funny number two is burger king uh also in the uk and ireland uh, that's probably the same shit <clears throat> same see. yeah nestle uh nestle is the producer of Buitani beef ravioli and beef tortellini. Um, they were a uh, a line used by catering companies from Nestle. And it looks like, yeah, they, they weren't distributed in the United States. They, they went to Italy and Spain, but they also had traces of horse DNA. wonder what it is about horse meat versus dog or, you know, Eskimo. I don't know. I mean, you know, you have to wonder what kind of difference is there eating an elk versus a horse versus a deer. 
probably all have similar diseases and shit, you know. They're not any closer to humans than deer and stuff. So, I have no idea. What else you got on your list there? Uh, <laughs> this one just says I- Iceland. <laughs> Iceland, who describes themselves as being experts in frozen foods, was discovered to have been selling horse meat tainted burger patties. <laughs> All of Iceland is implicated in that one. Fuckers. Didn't, didn't Jack of the Box, they were using kangaroo meat or something? Or is Jack of yeah. the Box on that list? No, no, Jack in the Box not on the list. Yeah, I I read about that one too. Um, but I don't know. Back back to the question, man. Like, what 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 is the moral dilemma there? You know, if you you know it's they cook the shit out of it to the point to where all biological life and nutritional value is destroyed. You could, in theory, eat it safely. Do you have any qualms? I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to eat dog still. I mean, I, yeah, I still probably wouldn't want to eat dog, but that's just because of my culture, you know? It's just because of what I know and how compassionate I have felt towards dogs. I don't know if it was uh, pre-World War II or post, but um, I've seen this documentary and it was like the most odd speeches like a president had to uh, write or give uh-huh. and uh, Roosevelt had the speech where he was going to give to the public because there was a meat shortage so it probably had to have been during the war or maybe even the depression but uh, they were going to start um, before the cow became so readily available here in the states you know for everyone to have steak and ground beef we were going to start all harvesting. I don't know if it was hippo or water buffalo. What's called a water horse? I think a a, a hippo is called a water horse. Yeah, but that's what how that's how they were advertising it is uh, the new white meat water horse. Water horse. And uh, they had they had to get the president because the president was going to get up on you know and start speeching and you know on commercials. Yeah. And there was going to be like Hormel, uh, Oscar Mayer, Foster Farms, all those big uh, companies. Yeah. They they just want to make money. So changing, fine tuning the the slaughterhouse just a little to harvest uh, hippos. And then yeah. they were, so the documentary goes on to about how uh, like the protein content versus the fat content. I guess hippos really healthy for you but they say that uh i want to say it was the ranchers that said to like the the food industry they're like no we're we're more adapted to grow cow versus hippo just because it probably was in more inconvenient to i can only imagine how much water you would need to have a whole uh herd of hippos hippos are also crazy as fuck too yeah so what would it take in your mind to uh eat hippo over uh cow i would eat a hippo i have no connection to hippo at all i mean if i if i needed to eat it i would have no problems 
Oh, and it's not hippo. It's water, water horse. Oh, water, water horse. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'd have an issue there. What about you, Tim? I don't know. I didn't grow up in the Wild West, so I wouldn't really have <laughs> started didn't. thinking about it. I've had buffalo jerky before, though, and uh, it's not really that good. I think I think buffalo is one of the best meats I ever tasted, to me. Maybe the meat was just uh, not cooked correctly. Yeah, jerky, you said? Yeah, it was jerky. It was really tough, and it didn't taste right. Yeah, I, I don't like jerky in general. Not oh, really. One time I was on a camping trip, and uh, I thought I was eating beef jerky. And uh, I got all the way to like the end of the package, and then I, uh, I looked at the label, and it said bird jerky. Bird jerky? Oh. Yeah, I don't know if it was ostrich or, or, or what, but I remember like, uh, what the fuck? Uh-huh. But uh, here's another thing is, uh, do you, any of you guys uh, eat, uh, eat or make spaghetti? So you have to go buy like a can of spaghetti sauce to make dinner? Yep. Once in a while, yeah. All right, so um, here, look up the uh, the ingredients to Prego meat-flavored spaghetti sauce. Now, the only, it, it, only thing it specifies is that it's a meat flavoring. Now, that meat could be anything. That could be dick meat. That could be, uh, you know... Probably it could be a leftover horn off a fucking uh, hippo. Wait, wait, do hippos have horns? They got tusks, huh? I'm looking it up and it says like uh, beef. But it just says beef. It does say beef, though? Yeah, but that's it. It's just beef. Because the one I picked up, it just said meat flavoring. Sean's uh, internet went to uh, hell or high water. He's only running 2G. Oh, what the hell's going on? We're getting monitored. Yeah. Oh, you're back. Oh, one section there. The manager's special. What happened? Am I breaking up or what? Oh, you yeah. were for yeah, a second. second. I don't know. I, I didn't move. So I think that they just got upset there. Yeah. They're yeah, like, you guys too. I, I wonder why that, beef. why that happens. <laughs> Prego, they're fucking, they're, they're monitoring us now. They're onto us. Yeah. These three guys sitting in small rooms are a threat. It could be though. I mean, we talk we talk a lot of shit, you know. So <clears throat> yeah. So this looks like yeah, definitely says beef. It's it's up up there in the ingredient list. So that means that that's more than one percent of what that thing consists of. But then it has beef stock, dried natural flavoring, beef extract, and beef fat. So it must taste like beef. At the end of all that. Yeah, but beef stock is just plant, right? Beef stock? 
because there's vegetable so growing up poor you know uh-huh. getting a can of vegetable beef soup so you have vegetable soup and you have vegetable beef soup uh there's vegetable soup with beef stock so that's where you got to be real careful uh vegetable soup is just real bland nothing uh yeah vegetable soup with beef stock has some i don't know it's some weird plant that actually has a strong beefy flavor but it's not as good as actually having a piece of beef in your in your beef stew isn't that like a monk fruit or some shit like that like one of those vegan substitute things I, i think i've had that before yeah I like that. I like yeah. What about that? It's funny how that's those... Oh, jackfruit. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, that's another weird one. Sorry, so go instead ahead, of the McRib, we're going to have the McHippo. Yep. The McHippo. Limited Hippo time. Nuggets. What are even hip? Well, those hippos look like they're like eighty percent fat. Mm. That's where they're gonna make that new uh, Beyond uh, meat out of the just the the <laughs> hippo oil. The Beyond meat. Let's see. That's funny. Well, no, no, no evidence of. Uh... No evidence of Yoshinoya selling horse meat actually what other I wonder why horse meat is so controversial because people love horses people love cows too but they'd be making cow burgers (laughs) yeah that's true but you know what cows are not as majestic as, as horses horses run around and it looks like freedom Cows run around and it looks silly. So maybe that's what it is. You got a point there. Yeah. Cow does look pretty fucking stupid trying to gallop. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yep. I mean, like, you know, we eat sheep, we have lamb, and veal. And yeah. veal's pretty fucked up because that's like really young baby sheep, right? Essentially. Uh, no, veal is a uh, baby cow, and they. Uh, oh, that's cow. Okay. He, you know what, Timmy? See if you can catch an image, and we'll uh, we could use that as a uh, uh, album cover. I heard that the veal meat that they don't even let the baby cow's uh, feet touch the ground. So there has to be some sort of harness or apparatus that holds or carries the baby cow from its feet ever touching the ground. Like its feet aren't allowed to touch, hooves aren't allowed to touch the ground for like the first three months or the first three weeks. Wow. So that it's, yeah. So that it's all tender. Yeah. It's crazy. They they don't want it to contaminate the meat or. That's wild. You say it's. Yeah, just looking at the uh, the Wikipedia 
website and there's a lot of opposition from animal protection anti-cruelty groups against against veal production it's been restricted in, in a lot of places too really because i know they yeah. they have all these california laws about the free-range chickens you know cage-free penguin meat uh-huh. uh the pigs is the other one but why why do we still make uh a slave burger you know made out of veal meat yeah because you're forcing that cow to be in that apparatus and to be consumed yeah it's crazy. Like, did you guys see that one um, Joe Rogan episode with that dude who was talking about like, uh, I guess you could call it like self-reliance with um, in regards to how families used to have chickens like in the United States before the 1950s. So they were talking about like, you know, how it's basically free protein and like yeah. even if you're vegan, why would you not want a free um, protein source? They go, the chicken's going to lay that egg. No, regardless, you're not robbing that chicken of anything or uh-uh. or taking life. It's just an egg. Yeah, and you're keeping that bastard alive. I mean, chickens are pets too, you know. They they like you. If you feed them and pet them and stuff. Yeah, chickens are kind of a weird, dumbish animal. Yeah. I, I like chickens. I, I've grown up around chickens. And like, yeah, the uh, I liked that episode a lot because given the fact that I feel that this year and hopefully it doesn't come true, I hope it doesn't come true, but I have a feeling that this year is when we're finally going to see the um, the condition of a lack of self-reliance in American society maybe other places too, but I think particularly in America is going to hit us really hard. Uh, in terms of food security, I think we're going to see like, hey, guess what? You guys are going to have to... There is no food. There is no fucking protein for you, you know? And in that episode, they were talking about sustainability in light of an event like that. And his guest said, uh, you know, if, if every family, if, if one in every three families had chickens that produced eggs, that there effectively would be no need, no viable profit to be made off of having an egg industry at all in the United States. There would just be like oversaturation of the availability of eggs if one in three families had chickens that produced them and if you ever had chickens those guys produce a lot of fucking eggs man like you cannot eat them you have to give them away constantly and that's just only having like you know three or four chickens they lay a shit ton of eggs you know it's weird is uh chickens they also uh i don't want to say they clean your yard but chickens are dirty because they just shit everywhere just yeah. like any other animal. So. yeah I'll be driving down some industrial areas and I see where uh, these people bring their chickens and the chickens are just running around. Yeah. And, uh, but they, uh, they get out there and, uh, 
eat all the insects and stuff. I mean, I'm mad. Uh, or have you seen how they um, farmers use the ducks? Like a big old mass uh, swarms of ducks, and then the ducks go into like the grape fields or the coffee fields, and they just eat all the insects. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're very uh, beneficial species. Yeah, yeah, they're voracious, man. If you if you use them right, like that's why a lot of those um those permaculture guys they they use them a lot to pretty much like terraform a landscape. It could be like just you know maybe a huge burn scar or the result of human activity. But there was this one Australian dude, or maybe he was from New Zealand. Uh, he had that kind of accent anyway he was a permaculture guy and what he did was he got like this one square mile uh, area and then he had this movable fence with a big ass flock of chickens inside it and so it's like he moved he put the chickens in a spot for until they exhausted all of the Stuff. Oh no no sorry sorry he he put um I think it was goats and then he moved the goats to some new patch and then he brought the chickens over there and he kind of just like herded them along um in succession and the result was is that all of a sudden trees had an opportunity to grow that hadn't been growing there that were endemic to the area you know and all kinds of wildlife and stuff sprung back because essentially they were using the chickens in such a way that they took away all of the I don't know if you could call it unnatural but they took away a certain kind of biosphere from the area and they let nature take its course and restructure in a different way just by using those guys and you can't help but think how in a lot of these kind of grassy areas that we have here in California or like especially up there in the high desert too there's so many places where it's just open fields and if you let chickens loose and they dig around they fuck around they do whatever they're going to do and they put that layer of nitrites and whatever else is in their poop plus eliminate all the insects for a little while plus dig up and move around all those seeds like some some shit's gonna happen you know it's probably gonna be beneficial it might not just be creosote bushes it might be you know maybe there's gonna be some joshua trees that pop up there instead that'd be interesting you never know what kind of new plant life could pop up yeah well since we're talking about chickens we could have uh timmy google it real quick uh they say that the chicken is the closest descendant of the dinosaur <laughs> yeah, they're just odd. as scary. Have you ever seen a chicken or an owl? An owl's scary looking with no feathers. Oh yeah, owls are fucked up looking. But uh, look how just a chicken looks at you and sizes you up. You know, and they and they blink at you and they got to turn their head. You know, the funny way to look at you. Um, to me, man, they look very raptorish. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You can just imagine if a chicken was fucking huge. Chickens will fight snakes. They'll they'll defend themselves, man. They'll hunt. Yeah, they're very uh yeah, imagine a chicken if it was like say sixty five pounds or a hundred pounds like an ostrich. Yeah, I'd probably peck a hole in your abdomen. 
That's crazy. Yep. Do you guys Why follow? You, uh, you guys follow like uh, any kind of alternative alternative biological history at all? Uh, just the stuff you send me. Oh, okay. It's kind of like um, I've been reading a lot about evidence, supposed evidence, and I have yet to get into it about that man coexisted with dinosaurs. And that, it. yeah, that it was like a, a barometric drop in pressure that disabled dinosaurs metabolic system from being able to to just be to continue uh given the lack of pressure in the atmosphere and so that's why they all died and all the megafauna died but we stuck around because we are small oh because they that's like the gigantic ism or whatever they call it gigantic ticks i can't tell you. i don't know what you're talking about yeah, like it, it's the reason why like whales can be so fucking huge in the ocean is because they have all this barometric pressure, and then if they beach themselves in our barometric pressure of the atmosphere, they even though they breathe air, they suffocate, right? Because their bodies collapse on themselves essentially. Well, I've seen that same thing where they uh, they try to pull up those little uh, sea creatures that are at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. And then when they, if you don't keep them in their water, like they just like dissolve in your hands when you uh, bring them up to a different pressure. How you're talking? About. Oh wow, I believe it, man. I believe it. That's why there's different, like you you were saying last time. There's different types of life at different elevations. You know. I definitely think that there was an event of such uh, catastrophic magnitude that could have sheared off a lot of the uh, the gas that is our atmosphere in in a day, you know, and took a lot of those guys out. Circle of life, buddy. Yep. Dinosaur sandwich. That's what it was. All right. So, would you have a dino in your Happy Meal if they could revive the DNA of a brontosaurus and one brontosaurus can feed, you know, thousands of people? Raise the brontosaurus until it's huge and then just kill him for sandwiches. There you go. Yeah. That sounds like something we, we would do. Just for me, so nonsense just to feed this thing that's so is a hundred elephants worth of hungriness. Yeah, it'd be like a fifty dollar fifty dollar burger, the ancient Happy Meal. There you go. People would pay. There would be so many people that would pay. They'd be like, "This tastes horrible," but the nutrition values are at zero. But I'm doing the world a favor. Yeah. All right, guys. I think I'm fading, man. Are you done, huh? Yeah, getting pretty sleepy. That mushroom, that mushroom usually keeps you up, doesn't it? Yeah, it usually keeps me up, but I'm tired. 
I'm uh, tired. I woke up pretty early today and I don't know, a little bit of stress. Stressful. Yeah, stressful, cold ass day. Yeah, I got up at three today too. Damn. I don't know. I was gonna say, Sean, if you wanted to finish recording this episode, <laughs> or you yeah, cut it off early because of... I'm I'm falling asleep. A little bit Aww. of a sleepy one. That's yeah, all right. Yeah, that's all right, man. But all right, all right guys, that was a good episode. Talk some shit. It was so good, good to get back into the uh, rhythm. Yeah. There's some gold nuggets for everyone.